Well, you guys didn't freeze this week. You're here, right? Everyone else must be frozen <laughs> or traveling, right? But that was a it was a cold week, but we get to uh, be here this Christmas morning, this Christmas Christmas day, and and celebrate the birth of our Savior, our King, who came for us. You know, as we've already opened up gifts. Uh, we've had that on our mindset, even as I talked through Habakkuk, when we talked about the gifts, right? You know, what kind of gift am I going to get? To uh, what kind of gift am I going to get, right? You know, what am I going to get for somebody else to what am I getting? It's always a question. You know, because sometimes people are hard to shop for, right? Apparently I am. I've been informed. <laughs> But I usually try and get them out of the way first, right? I get all the, get all the hard stuff out of the way and make it make way for the easy stuff, whether it be with school, life, or gift giving. It's like a band-aid. Just rip it off, right? No? Any takers? Or do you let them soak, right? You soak them in water and that's what I do. I'm a baby. <laughs> no? But hmm. But there's something about things that are slow to come. Now, some people live for what is called the, the slow burn movie. It is a movie that takes time getting to the point, right? It builds its characters, it builds its plot depth. It lets us know why all of this is happening and then keeps us guessing. We may not appreciate movies like that, but we can appreciate the, that the Bible is like that. It is pointing to characters, to events, to promises, to fulfillment, to the one to come, with great reason and with great resource, to prove a vital point to all of humanity. We are in need, and Jesus is the answer. Now please turn in your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 53. prophet of the Lord writes this who has believed what he has heard from us and to whom the arm of the Lord has been revealed for he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground he had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, and he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, 
and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that is before its shearers is silent. He opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation who considered that he was cut off, cut out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death. Although he had done no violence and there is no deceit in his mouth, yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He was put, he has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear the iniquities, their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sins, sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. It's a great trap, chapter for Christmas and for Easter, right? We have gone our own way. We have sought our own path and we are stuck in our transgressions. It, Jesus had all of our iniquities laid upon him. That is what Christmas is all about. The righteous one that has come for the unrighteous. Well, let's start with a, a word of prayer. Oh, Father God, we, we thank you that we can come before you today and just worship. We can just look into this mystery that heaven has come that Jesus took upon flesh to come and be born a babe and the miraculous of the incarnation took place that the cross could take place and then the resurrection and then the birth of the church and through the ages we, we sing glory to God in the highest goodwill to men unto those whom believe we thank you for this time that we can look into your word and study Lord thank you for all of the blessings that you have given us from the breath of life and salvation to even the toys that we have received today the warmth of our homes during this cold time and uh, just the warmth of family around us. And uh, thank you, Jesus, for everything that you have given us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, please uh, turn in your Bibles with me to the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 2. Luke 
chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, uh, he records this. And in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. It was the first registration when Cornelius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. You know, this is the, the scene of Christmas, the celebration of the birth of our Lord and Savior who has come for us. You know, the scene starts, starts big. It starts with Caesar Augustus. You know, the emperor of the known world of the whole Roman Empire, this man ruled. And he sent out an edict that the world should be registered. And then it zooms in a little bit, telling us that this happened when Cornelius was the governor of Syria. And telling us that each person were to be registered in their own town. And then it zooms in just a little bit more to Joseph who went from Galilee to from Galilee from Nazareth to Judea to the city of David Bethlehem cuz that's where Joseph's lineage was from he was doing what was asked of him and he came with his betrothed which meant they were to be married and still a virgin yet the text records this she was with child and as they were in Bethlehem, it came time for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her first son in a manger because there was no room. And the fulfillment of prophecy comes from the emperor's edict. The one and the one man and the one woman doing what was asked of them. Micah states this in Micah 5.2. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephratah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth from me one who is to be ruler of Israel. That could be talking about David, right? But no, it tells this. Whose coming forth is from old, from ancient of days. And that's exactly what Daniel calls God in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, 13 and 14. This is telling us where the everlasting one will be clothed in flesh will come from, from the city of David. The rule of Israel, the joy to the world will come from this itty bitty little town. And Mary and Joseph didn't even live there. See, all the pieces came together because of the sovereign one, the one whose all of his promises will be fulfilled whose word goes forth and does not come back void and it's not Caesar Augustus right no it's the Lord Almighty now who are these two people that we had to zoom in three times to see who are Mary and Joseph and how can we 
learn from the events of their lives in order to serve him who has come for us. Well, Mary was a woman called of God. Let's learn from her. Uh, Luke chapter 1, uh, verse 26. Luke starts recording. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. You know, this starts in the middle of a story, right? You know, the events recorded in Luke earlier are about Elizabeth and Zechariah and the birth of John the Baptist. Well, this text tells us of another birth to come, the birth of Jesus. The angel Gabriel was sent to Nazareth to a virgin named Mary. And she was she was being... Uh, ready to be married to Joseph, to start a life with him. And then an angel appeared and says this, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Now Mary is perplexed, wondering, who is this and what kind of hello is this, right? You know, who, what is this about? You know, Gabriel goes on telling her, as, as most angels, all angels actually have to say to everybody uh, that they appear to, not to fear but that she had found favor with God, that she, a virgin, would conceive and bear a son, and his name would be Jesus, and his kingdom would be forever. Well, the conversation continues in verse 35. Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, this child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth is in her old age and also has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I love Mary's question, right? How will this work? You know, Gabriel answers that the Holy Spirit will come upon her and that the power of the Most High will overshadow her. And this miracle will take place. And the baby will be like un, be unlike any other baby. He will be the Son of God. The angel points to another miracle that has taken place, that the barren one, Elizabeth, is with child. And he states this, right? We see it all placard everywhere that nothing is impossible with God with the end of the angel's exp 
explanation. She has no other questions. Mary simply states, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. You know, obedience marks Mary's life of willingness. She was willing to do what she was called to do. And later she goes up to Elizabeth and visits her. And Luke records this song of Mary found in verses 46 through 55 of chapter 1. And Mary says this, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, for now, from now on old generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. And he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary knew this, that the Lord was moving through history to bring about redemption. He is the savior. And he looked at Mary's humble estate and blessed her. And he is mighty and he is holy and he brings mercy to those who fear him. He has shown his power, his humble power, which brings down the mighty from their thrones and brings up the humble. The Lord has filled the hungry and sent away the rich empty. And in all of this, in all of this situation, the Lord has helped his servant Israel by fulfilling the promises to Abraham where the Lord told Abraham this in Genesis now the Lord said to Abram go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you and to him who dishonors you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed through this the birth of Jesus the Lord brings about the whole promise to Abraham that the whole earth all the families of the earth will be blessed by the line of Abraham through Jesus Joseph Joseph was a man called by God please turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 1 And starting in verse 18. Matthew records this. <clears throat> now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And, and her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, 
saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophets. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Matthew tells of Joseph's reaction. Right? He found out. He found out that his betrothed was with child. And he could have shamed her and mocked her, but he resolved. He, he chose this to divorce her quietly and to let her be. The Bible informs us that he was a just man and was going on with life. In his mind, he had chosen this. And yet an angel visits him in a dream and tells him, right, not to fear. Again, right, don't fear. <laughs> the child is a miracle from the Holy Spirit, and she will bear this son, and you are to call his name Jesus. He's going to bring salvation. And the author tells us that this is the fulfillment of the prophecy that we find in Isaiah. This is the sign that the Lord will bring that Emmanuel is here. And I love Joseph's reaction to this information. He doesn't sing or anything, right? You know, guys don't sing. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we do. But Joseph just goes to action. He woke. When he awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel commanded. The angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but did not know her until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. You know, he, he woke up. He did what was told. Both of these people, both Mary and Joseph, show us what willing obedience is. It's just humbly serving the Lord and hearing his word and going forward in it. And yeah, men and women, can, we can sing about it too, right? Yeah, but I love Mary's song too. There's one other person in these events that we can learn from. And he is the everlasting one stepping into all of creation that he has made. Now please turn in your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, uh, starting in verse 1, Paul writes this. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind and having the same love and being in full accord in one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. 
And therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, the, the mission of the church is to be one not just of action, but of heart. I think that's the, the great difference of, of just doing good and, and then being a workmanship of Christ. It is the heart. We are encouraged to be humble and to have the same mind as Jesus, who didn't grasp what he has, but humbled himself and took on flesh. He emptied himself and was obedient even to death, death on a cross. And being the humble servant king, he is highly exalted above all else, and his name is greater than everyone else put together. I think that's one of the reasons why we can never stop talking about Jesus, never stop writing books about Jesus, and never stop wondering about Jesus, because he is the great I am. You know, today is Christmas Day. It's a day of gifts, food, and family. And we can know this this day as well, that God loves us, that he sent forth his son to bring us home. And this as well, he calls us to obedience, a life of willingness to be a servant of the Lord, to get up and to go do what we have heard. Let's end with a word of prayer. Our Father God, we thank you for today. Thank you for Mary and Joseph doing what they heard and being willing. You know, that's that's all it is, Lord. Just just a willingness to to know your word and to obey and how amazing it is that when we when we do that we can see you move through history we can we can sing like mary sang and took action we can we can sleep at ease and know that we have your word and wake up and do it just like joseph and we have the greatest example of Jesus coming from heaven to earth to take on flesh and to be nailed to a cross for our transgressions. That he was a man of sorrow, yet he will behold so much blessing as he offers salvation to all. Father, thank you for that. Thank you for this Christmas morning that we can come together and just worship your son, worship you, and to know that he is the mediator between man and God and that we in him have hope. And we thank you for that, Lord. And just pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen.